What's going on, everybody? I'm Jeff St. Pierre, and this is episode 96 of the Adult Education Podcast. This week, I am speaking with horror and suspense author Riley Sager. Thanks for hanging out today. I do appreciate you taking some time out of your day to listen to the show. Adult education is a fun project for me that I do out of the love of conversation and learning. Uh, If you want to support me or the show, the best way to do that is to leave a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening on. Also, if you like what you hear in today's episode, please share it with your friends. Whether that's by telling people to listen or sharing via social media, just let the word spread out there about adult education. As we get into summer, I don't know if this is just me, but I kind of shift into more fiction reading. There's just something about sitting outside and enjoying a good book. Today, I'm speaking with the author of what I would say is a fantastic summer read. It had me on the edge of my seat and kept me guessing throughout. My guest for episode 96 of Adult Education is Riley Sager. This is my third time speaking with him. I've caught up with him in each of the last three years as he's released new books. I have loved all of them. Each story touches on a different aspect of the horror and suspense genre, and they all bring something a little bit different to the table. His latest effort is called The House Across the Lake. Now, this story takes a little more time to develop, but I loved the suspense of that. I kept reading, kind of thinking who was going to be responsible for, well, I I can't really talk about it because this is one of those books where if I say literally anything about The House Across the Lake, I'm going to end up giving something away. So I have to be very careful with the way that I say things. So without further ado, enjoy my conversation with Riley Sager. Hey, how's it going? Hello. You can see me and hear me and all that good stuff. It looks like I can. Yeah, I, I get a very good view of your. Uh, there we go. I was gonna say I, I don't my, really have my, the head. I just see the chest. <laughs> yeah, it's because I, I like to get comfortable and I'm chatting, so I lean back in my chair. But like at first, it's like yeah, you just see from like you know, chin down. I, I know. I always love the the instant connection with Zoom, where it's the awkward like there's hands in the way. You don't know <laughs> yes. what's going on over here. Or like when you're gonna take a picture, but the camera is like on you and you get like that really unflattering yep. like full chin view of yourself you're like ah <laughs> yes always the picture always from up top you always got to get that angle there you go uh riley first of all it's great to talk to you again i think this is uh three for three now in the last three years so i'm excited to uh to chat once so, again yeah. um i want to start though with some movie talk because i do know that you're a fan of the scream franchise i was just reading that apparently nev campbell not coming back if they do a sixth how do you feel about Sidney Prescott not being involved? It means I don't need to go see it then. Okay. And and I'm okay with that. Like I a lot of people liked Scream 5. I thought it needed more Sydney. Okay. It's it's one of these weird things where like I am such a Sydney Prescott fan that if she's in a Scream movie, I will go see that movie. If she's not in the movie, then I don't really care about it. So that that was my first when I saw that. I was like yeah, one, I'm not surprised. And two, it means I just don't have to go see it. So that's fine. I mean, I wouldn't say five was my favorite of the series by any means, but I, I did like the sort of throwback to the original style that they did in it. But there has to come a point where you've just done too many, where it's like there's there's only so many times you can try to reinvent the wheel on it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I get what they were trying to do is like, okay, we're it's a whole new scream and... You know, with a whole new set of high school characters and a whole new, I just thought that all of the old characters were so much more interesting sure. than this new crop of characters. And so, like, I didn't dislike it at all. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, I don't really need to see any of these characters. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that. Whereas with, you know, like, 
with, with Sydney or Gail or, you know, rest in peace, Dewey, where it just was like, I want more of them. Yeah. 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 Well, one thing that I like about your writing, at least over the last few years here, and not that I'd be opposed to having a series from you, but each book that you've put out has really tackled a very different topic or subject in the sort of like horror, thriller, suspense genre. I like that you that you've taken the chance to try something different with each story. Yeah, as as someone you, you spend a lot of time working on a book like it's probably all told it's more than a year, but from conception to writing it to revising it to editing process to then the promotion process where you have to really be interested in it at all times and i can't imagine writing a book half-heartedly where it's like yeah we've seen these characters before we've been here done that i'm just going through the motions like i want to be really fully invested each book the uh the current book that we're here to talk about is the house across the lake and this is one of those books where it's so hard to talk about this without giving something away. Mm-hmm. So it's I, impossible. <laughs> I really had a hard time, like even like trying to formulate questions to have this conversation. Cause I was like, if I ask question a, it's going to give away the answer. Like there's just so many different things here, but I'm curious when you're writing a book like this, what comes to your mind first? Is it the, the basic plot of the book or is it the sort of twist ending or whatever, however the ending is going to be. And then you have to work out the plot later. Like what, what comes to your mind first? It was first the basic plot where I was on vacation at a lake house in Vermont that may or may not look exactly like the lake house in the book. And, and I just realized I'm like, okay, rear window on a lake. That's what I want to write next. But it's been done so many times before. Like it's, this is a very tried and true kind of, you know, plot where woman who drinks too much spies on neighbors, sees something she maybe shouldn't have seen and starts to get suspicious. And before I decided to really delve into it, I knew I needed to do something completely different. Mm. And so it started with like just that one sentence, rear window on a lake. Now, what can I do that no one has ever seen before? And I think I did. And so I think that, so that's, that's what the, the the house across the lake is. Well, without giving anything away, I will say you had me surprised uh, when I finally got there to the, the climax, if you will. (laughs) Yeah. And it was really early on. I knew that this is what I was going to do and it's, it's bananas and so out of left field. And it was freeing in a way. Cause once I settled on like, yeah, I'm going to go here with this book. There was no doubt, no second guessing myself. There was none of that. It's just like I committed to it immediately. And then I just enjoyed the ride of writing it. And I hope that readers enjoy the ride when they're reading it. Something else I found different about this one. The, I've only read three of your books now, the the last three, including this one. And the other two, uh, Stranger, Home Before Dark and Survive the, Survive the Night, uh, the action kind of picks up fairly quick in both of those. Like you kind of you kind of know what's going on pretty early on in this. There are some surprises, there are some twists, but you kind of know what's going on. With this one, there's a lot of story and a lot of build up to the point where when the climax does happen, like the book is almost over. Where I was like, wait, I want more. Like there's only like 20 pages left. What's going on here? Uh, so it, it's it was interesting. I like the different style that or the different approach that you came with the pacing for this one. Yeah, this is very much more of a slow burn. And and that's why, you know, I, I decided to break it up and the, the book is broken up into like these sort of 
now chapters and before chapters. And I, I did that because I know it takes a long time to really get into the story. And so I wanted to give readers a glimpse of what's to come. And so that's why the first chapter really is, you know, a woman named Casey is being interviewed by a police detective. There's a storm outside blowing. And we learn that the woman, Catherine, across the lake is missing and that her husband is a suspect. But now where is he? And then I just have Casey go upstairs to the bedroom where the prime suspect is tied up to a bed and her just saying, what did you do with Catherine? And I figured that was like a perfect way to begin this book with a literal bang. Then I can have the time to like discuss, like, how did we get here? Here are all the steps that brought us to this point. I did like that. I liked it. So I know with Home Before Dark, there was a lot of like, it was a book within a book kind of thing where you were reading two different perspectives essentially throughout of it. I thought that was such a creative way to do it. I also liked this and it wasn't like, I've read some books where it's like each chapter is like a now, then a before, then a now, then a before. But I liked how you did it where it was like a considerable chunk that would be before, then a quick now, then a little bit of before, then a little bit longer now. Like I, I liked the way you broke that up. I thought that was very clever. Yeah, it was really fun to just be like, okay, Here's another little tease of coming attractions. Like here's three pages of what's coming up in 200 more pages. So it's, it, it was really fun to like figure out the best places to do that. You mentioned that this is kind of a nod to rear window, which I know is one of your favorite uh, stories and films. Um, is there anything else in here that you worked in? Some, you know, you're a fan of the genre in general, so I wouldn't be surprised if you pay homage to many different things throughout your books. But is there anything else that you found yourself weaving into this story? Yes, and the say would be a spoiler. Oh, <laughs> so there, fair enough. There, there, there is one particular movie that I love, and it's not as well known as it should be because it's fantastic. And I think if I like say it, and someone who saw it and likes it, they'll be like. Oh, yeah, I know. And so it's like this. I can't say it. Um, I do remember talking to you about Survive the Night, and you worked a lot of details of your own personal life into that. Like even the road they were driving was a road that you have driven many times in your life. The music that was in there was a particular time frame. You really focused on these things that you knew that you had experienced. I know you mentioned you were on vacation in Vermont, but is there anything else through this that you worked in from your personal life into this story? Not really. I mean... <sighs> Casey's an actress and Catherine is a supermodel. And so like they are known to the public and people have opinions of them. And there was a little bit of venting on my part of, cause like it's, it, I'm in a weird place where like, I don't consider myself famous by any means, but like, I think by now, like people in the book world, like they know me. And so like, I am a recognizable name and, and face. And so there is a little bit of like, how do you deal with that? Like, mm how do you deal with complete strangers knowing who you are and having strong opinions about you and, and not being afraid to share those opinions on Twitter and that kind of thing. And so there was a little bit of like that where I, I brought to Casey. I wonder for you, is it a little bit different too? Because Riley Sager is your, your, your pen name. So it's not your real name. So I wonder when you go out, say, and you go to a restaurant, you make a reservation, you're not making it under Riley Sager, you're making it under your real name. So I wonder if there's even like an element of like, I don't even know, imposter syndrome wouldn't be the right phrase to use here. But it's like, you are one person, but you are a whole different person too at the same time. Yeah, kind of in a, in a, in a weird way. Like I, like people don't, you unless you're like a super, super famous author, like people don't recognize you or sure. like, no. And, but, um, 
I was just at Thriller Fest in New York City and, you know, ran into someone and like we get the lanyards and the name tags and all that stuff. I was not wearing my lanyard or my name tag and I was standing outside the hotel and someone from the conference came up to me and she's like, oh, hi, I'm really looking forward to your next book. And that's when it hit me. It was like, she knows who I am. Like she saw me and recognized me and put it together enough to, and it was really disconcerting because I just, it was, it was very strange to me. I'm like, how do you know who I am? It's like, oh, I guess you do. Cause you know, books it's, it's, so it's very weird. It, it is kind of weird. Like I, I work in radio, so I, you, people never see me, but they hear my voice and every once in a while I'll get that. Like, Oh, your voice sounds familiar. Where do I know you from? And that's sometimes it's a little strange, like not in a bad way. Like <laughs> I don't feel like they're going to, you know, follow me home and, <laughs> and do something weird, but it's just kind of strange because I'm so not used to being recognized in any way outside, you know, it's weird when people you don't know, know you. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, Riley, I do know that uh, I'm running short on time here, and we were talking earlier about how long it takes to, to write a book, to get the whole thing out, to do promotion. I know generally when a book is, comes out, it's been you know in the process of coming out for about a year, which makes me believe you've probably already just about submitted a book for next year at this point. Am I on base here? No, I have not yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, a little, I'm a little bit behind, and my, my editor knows this. So I, I have until September 1st to finish next year's book. So, Well, I, I know we're here to promote the current book, which is The House Across the Lake, but is there anything that you can give me about what we can expect in the future from Riley Sager? I cannot say. God damn like, it, I, Riley. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just like the more you talk about it, the more the sure. idea becomes. So I like to be like, nope, I'm not saying anything. I mean, I've said a little bit here and there, and obviously to my editor and my agent, yes. I'm like, this is what it is. But for the most part, it's like really keep it close to the best. Well, I'm excited for it because even though, like I said earlier, all of these books stand alone in their own world, I've just really enjoyed diving into your brain in a way over these last few years and reading all these books. Uh, I've just ha had such a pleasure reading these. Ones. I have to go back and read the ones before I discovered who you were because uh, I really, Final Girls in particular, I keep seeing popping up on things. I got to check that one out. Yeah, that one's still, people still talk to me about it like all the time. So it's it's really cool that five years later, it's it's still being discovered. So that's very awesome. Yeah, it's got to make you feel good. Well, Riley, before we wrap things up, where can people go if they want to uh, find out more about you, follow along, or get some more details about the book? Oh, the best thing is my website, RileySagerBooks.com, because right there at the very top are the links to my Instagram and my Twitter and my Facebook. And so... That's where you can find me. It's sort of like an all-purpose hub for all the different socials. Perfect. Well, Riley, uh, pleasure as always. Same time next year? Definitely, yes. Right. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Take care. Talk to you then. Bye. Big thanks to Riley Sager for his time. His new book, The House Across the Lake, is available everywhere you get your books. And if you like what you read, please check out his previous books. I've read three of them so far, but I've heard great things about the first couple as well. I referenced The Final Girls in our conversation. I'm planning to dig that up this summer at some point. And thank you to all of you for listening this and every week. I just so appreciate you. Until next time, be well.